Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. Welcome back. And again, uh, this is just amazing that we're able to get through and connect with Chris Mitchell today. He's the host of Jerusalem Dateline, which you see right here on the Dove Television Network. He's a CBN News Middle East uh, Bureau Chief. He's been there for a long time. And his website is uh, JerusalemDateline.com. And of course, you see that program throughout the, uh, the Dove Television Network. Chris, uh, good to see you, my friend. Where are you? Uh, it's good to see you too, Perry. Uh, I'm in the Jerusalem Bureau uh, right now. And uh, as you know, since uh, Saturday, uh, life really hasn't been the same. Uh, you know, we woke up on Saturday morning to a lot of sirens and the booms of the Iron Dome anti-missile system uh, knocking out many of those rockets out of the sky. We've actually heard them just in the last couple of hours. So uh, it's still a a very live situation here in Jerusalem, but much more so on the southern border. Okay, so uh, give us an update on what numbers you have down there in the Gaza Strip, uh, Chris. I know that we've seen one number of 800 fatalities. Is that correct? That is correct. 800. Uh, it's possible that that number is going to even increase. It has been increasing ever since uh, Saturday. It's gone to 100, 500, 700, now 800 uh, as they discover more bodies. Over 4,000 rockets, uh, close to 3,000, I believe, people injured, some of them seriously, and maybe more than 100 uh, Israelis that have been kidnapped and taken hostage into Gaza. And that, to many Israelis, is such an anguishing situation to know that their loved ones uh, and, and Israel is really like a family that uh, <clears throat> that know that they are right now being subject to cruelty, uh, maybe abuse, maybe rape, and, uh, and in the hands of Hamas terrorists right now inside Gaza. Okay, so um, the response has been swift and severe and probably very lengthy. Some of the response over here is give Israel what they need and, and give them all the time they want. That seems to be the general feel. Are you sensing that there? I think so. I think there, because of the images coming out of uh, uh, Israel and these southern communities and to see like whole families slaughtered uh, or elderly men and women on the streets of places like Sterot or the videos of the men and women that have been kidnapped. I think the sense is uh, we'll give them what they want and it will take as long as they want. Whether or not that changes for certain nations, including the United States, because what's going to change here, Perry, and it's almost predictable because it's happened uh, in the past, is a lot of sympathy goes for, for, forth towards uh, Israel and its people when it gets attacked. And certainly this is probably the worst attack uh, of its kind in Israel's 75-year-old history. But within a few days, there might be a ground incursion into Gaza. And then the images are going to change. Maybe there's going to be Palestinian families that may be in harm's way. Maybe they they're, uh, may get killed in a, in a rocket attack. Uh, so the images are going to change and the narrative may change. And whether or not Israel uh, has its allies, like the U.S., stand by them during that is really going to be a true test of their friendship. In fact, that's exactly what Ambassador Danny Danone told us yesterday. Uh, you know, and he's been talking to 
many of the people uh, uh, that he knows, many international leaders. He's a former Israeli ambassador to the United Nations. Mm. So he has a lot of contacts and he's telling his uh, compatriots, stand with us, even when the narrative changes, when the images change and the perception changes. Wow. Uh, that is uh, very insightful. Um, do is is there any pushback on that? The fact that seems to be an intelligent failure that there was no indication this was happening. How, how are you responding to that? Well, we've asked some people that I asked the IDF spokesman the other day. Uh, you know, how do you explain this? I asked Ambassador uh, Danny Danone uh, about that. Uh, they're deferring the question. They're saying. This is not the time to be putting blame or finding out exactly how and why this happened. But it's it's really one of the main questions on, on the minds of many Israelis. These are our uh, safeguards. These are our men and women that are protecting us from an onslaught and carnage like this. And where were they? Where was the IDF? Where was the intelligence? Where were the police? How come nobody knew this was coming? And uh, so it's it's a major question right now in the minds of Israelis. Uh, no good answers right right now. Uh, there have been one thing I've heard reportedly is that there were three battalions that were guarding the Gaza border were reassigned to the uh, and deployed to the West Bank. That's one possible uh, explanation. Also, it seems like the plan by Hamas that is tied exactly to Iran. Uh, Iran now is implicated uh, behind this plot that they, they really carried out a well-executed, orchestrated plan and kept it hidden from, uh, from Israel. And so that allowed literally hundreds of armed men uh, to go into these southern communities along the uh, Gaza border and really create mayhem and murder uh, to thousands of Israelis. Some have said this is Israel's 9-11. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Some have said Israel's 9-11. Some have said Israel's Pearl Harbor. Um, you know, it was 50 years to the day after the Yom Kippur War, where Israel was surprised by Arab armies like Egypt and Syria. And uh, that was a major intelligence failure uh, by, by Israeli intelligence uh, and, and maybe by the military and the political leaderships, because they did have some information uh, if you watch the movie Golda, you'll you'll see that historically mm. they had some information, but they didn't know whether or not to act on it, whether or not to call up the reservists. Uh, this, again, is a major, major intelligence failure. Uh, as I said then, you know, back the, the decision was, do we call up the reserves and how many? Uh, they decided 120,000 within a few hours. The attack came really wasn't enough to present prevent a really uh, catastrophic uh, time there on both the Gazan border and, uh, and uh, the Sinai border and the uh, border with Syria. And I would say right now, Perry, you know, there's been 300,000 Israelis called up from the reserves into the army, uh, and they're mobilizing both on the southern border and the northern border. Wow. Other than the, the charter, Hamas's charter of hatred towards uh, Israel and Jews, do you have any indication why they attacked when they did? Well, it seems a bit symbolic that they chose the day after the Yom Kippur War, 50 years to the day, mm. uh, to surprise Israel. It was also on a Shabbat, uh, you know, their Sabbath, when many people 
uh, uh, don't even turn on their phones. And many people go to synagogue and they, they this is a day of rest. Also, it also fell on Simcha Torah, which in Hebrew means the joy of the Torah, the joy of the Lord, the law of the Lord. So this again was a time when Israelis really were celebrating uh, their faith. And so this may have been another uh, choice why they use that time, uh, that particular time to invade Israel. Has there been talk over there, Chris, about uh, America's policy towards Iran and the relaxing of those uh, sanctions as being a motivator of this? Yes, definitely. That's a big factor over here. Uh, the appeasement by the U.S. administration to give $6 billion to, uh, to the leading uh, sponsor of terror in the world, uh, it's a big factor over here. Whether or not that money had the time to go you know, in conduit and into Hamas remains to be seen. But still, it really sent a signal of appeasement that, that the U.S. actually is enabling uh, Iran. And Iran is implicated directly now in this, uh, in this the operation, the planning, the plotting, and the help to fund this and to help train Hamas to carry out this sophisticated and organized invasion. So uh, it appears to me that uh, as Israel responds and uh, goes after Hamas, especially there in the Gaza area and all throughout there, ultimately, do you think Iran is in the crosshairs of Israel now? That's a great question, uh, Perry. Uh, I think yes, but I'm not sure uh, this is the time they will attack Iran and its nuclear facilities. Remains to be seen. Uh, there's a couple of major questions. One of them is Hezbollah going to uh, join the fray? Uh, there has been provocations already on uh, on the northern border, and whether that's a prelude to a another invasion on the north, or whether or not even Israel will preemptively strike Hezbollah. It represents a strategic threat with maybe as many as 150 to 200 rockets, 200,000 rockets on Israel's northern border. Mm. Uh, whether or not Israel will directly confront Iran remains to be seen, but it's a possibility. I think most people think it might be unlikely right now, but things change here quickly in the Middle East, as you can tell. Yes. So what has this done to the Abraham Accord? Anything? Has it rocked that boat? I think it's rocked it, but I don't think it's capsized it. I think the um, the relationship between the UAE, Bahrain, uh, Sudan, and Morocco remains strong. And you know, just a few days ago, the big buzz was: Will Saudi Arabia join mm. the Abraham Accords? Will mm. they normalize relations with Israel? Uh, in fact, I did an interview with Jason Greenblatt on Friday afternoon, and. Uh, you know, he, he was the Middle East envoy for the Trump administration, and uh, it was a very pleasant conversation with the, the prospect that this really could be on the horizon. Uh, that seems to be on hold right now, and it's very likely that it was part of Iran's plan to disrupt that uh, and, and uh, you know, come in the way of this potential normalization between Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the United States. All right. Let me turn our uh, last couple of questions towards the uh, humanitarian need over there. Uh, our phones and webs and devices are just alive this morning. Send money here, send money there. You can help here, help there. And I get all that. But who can we trust and where should we concentrate in trying to help? Well, 
Uh, I mean, you could go to CBN Israel. Uh, I was just here yesterday with the national director, Daniel Carlson. Uh, they've had relationships with people on the southern border for many years, and uh, they're doing what they can to help. In fact, it's a little bit hard to get help to these communities right now. In fact, 15 of the 24 have been evacuated, and uh, it's really been difficult for anyone to get in there because it's a closed military zone for many people. But CBN uh, Israel, that's part of the humanitarian organization uh, that CBN has set up here, and they've been helping Holocaust survivors, people on the border with bomb shelters and uh, different kinds of aid. Okay. And uh, their philosophy is that we want to find out what you need, tell us what you need, and we'll try to provide that. So, uh, I mean, it, yeah, no. as, as you asked, uh, CBN uh, okay. Israel is a great place to go. All right. Let me encourage you to check that out, CBN Israel. So, uh, Chris, is the country shut down? Is the airport shut down? Well, no, it's not shut down, but uh, but many uh, flights have been canceled. Many of the airlines, because of insurance uh, requirements, uh, really don't fly during a war. So many flights have been canceled. Some people are having a hard time getting in. Some people are hard, having a hard time getting out. So it's uh, it's not shut down. LL, I believe the national airline, is still flying. But um, in fact, I was looking at video, a friend of mine, uh, one here in the office, our production manager was showing us uh, uh, a strike, a rocket strike, literally within eyesight of the airport. So you can understand why some of these uh, airlines are not flying right now. Yeah. But uh, it's not shut down completely. Well, please know, Chris, you're in our prayers and thoughts, buddy. And, uh, and I mean that seriously. We're praying specifically for you and your team and your group there, and certainly for all the people there in Israel. Let me say to our viewers and listeners, go to JerusalemDateline.com. That's the website. Look for the program here on the Dove TV network. And you can go to CBN Israel. You can trust CBN to take your donation and put it to good use, CBN Israel. Thank you, friend. Stay safe. Thank you, Perry. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.